welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. All right. Uh, I hope you can hear me. I guess you can. I'm Harvey. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic in Toronto, a good person worthy of recovery. And uh, Saturday, I, uh, I was fortunate to have uh, reached a milestone in my uh, recovery. Um, Saturday was 2,000 days, one day at a time. Um, as uh, my friend Jerry on this, uh, in our phone meetings always says, uh, we only have today, and I only have today. Uh, and I see that more uh, every day, and uh, I try to live every day uh, like it could be my last. Uh, and that's, you know, I'm going to be 65 in September, so um, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm facing mortality in the face, you know. I don't have it right there in front of me, but it's certainly coming closer. Um good friend of mine lost his wife on the weekend and on Friday, and uh, it certainly um, certainly brings that to... Uh, a stark awareness in my mind, and I, uh, I hope that I uh, I can be uh, useful and uh, effective in my work. And uh, the fact is that I I have purpose today that far far exceeds anything that I remember ever having in my life. Um, <clears throat> so I, I thought I would share some of the things, some of the messages that I've learned uh, in this process, in this journey. Um, uh, first of all. Uh, something I wanted to share about family and, and I think of you as all, all of you as my family. Um, I learned uh, through this program that family isn't always blood. It's the people in your life who want to be in your, want you in theirs, the ones who accept you for who you are, the ones who would do anything to see you smile and who love you no matter what. Um, and that's how I feel uh, around this uh, room, in this room, in this, uh, in this fellowship. And, um, the reason I do is because uh, the fellowship has uh, has been there for me for two thousand days, and uh, you know, um, and I and I don't count the days. Uh, I try to make the days count. Um, that's another message that I uh, that I've learned. Um, I realized when I came into this program that my self esteem was in the toilet. Um, that's that's I believe maybe that's where addiction is for everybody. Um, my self-esteem was so low, uh, even though on the surface I had this this uh, hologram of Harvey that was one of the fake Harveys that I lived with. Actually, all my fake Harveys uh, pretended to be strong, pretended to be available, pretended to be capable, uh, pretended, pretended to have great self-esteem. But uh, those were all facades. Uh, the true Harvey, the little boy, inside me was uh, frightened out of his mind, uh, was uh, fearful of, of, of everything, uh, particularly uh, rejection, particularly abandonment. Um, I had some childhood traumas around all of those things. And uh, uh, so my self-esteem was in the garbage, was really, really very low. Uh, I had long ago given up on, on anything that I called God, and I believed in a God, and I 
and I lived a life that was supposed to be uh, religious uh, observance of, uh, of my of my background. And uh, <clears throat> but I, I didn't really believe that God was there for me. God was strong. God was powerful. God was all knowing, but uh, God was not omnipresent in my life. Um, only because I didn't I didn't deserve Him to be. Uh, he had long ago given up on me. There was no grace to be had. Um, in fact, my understanding of God was that he had left me in charge of the prison that I lived in. And I was the warden. And my job was to punish myself um, through my work, <laughs> through my life, through my marriage, through my relationships, and through my acting out uh, activities, which were, uh, were crazy. Um, I was a very low bottom when I got into these rooms. Uh, when I think back at, at how many minutes a day, how many hours a day I spent contemplating, preparing, planning, and then executing my uh, acting out career. Uh, I, I don't even like to call it a career, but my acting out behaviors, um, it, it's insane. Um, and the fact is, today in, in recovery, I have so much more energy, so much more uh, a excuse me, zest for life um, like I never had. And uh, and I know today that my energy was exhausting uh, itself because I had didn't have the power. Um, I lived in uh, that, that exhaustion of, the, of, of, of juggling all the lies that I needed to keep in the air all the time uh, because I was never the, the real vulnerable, uh, transparent, person that I try to be today um, so today it's it's a it's a very different life um, I, I don't really like to go into too much detail about my acting out world and how my life was but low self-esteem was definitely there and and I believe that ego is inversely proportional to, to self-esteem so because I had such low self-esteem my ego was a superman uh, and it, uh, it got in the way and it to find everything that I did and how I treated everybody. I was a controller. I was a manipulator. I uh, gaslit my wife for years, uh, never being honest with anybody. Even when there was no good reason to be honest, I was dishonest. Um, and today, uh, you know, so the first thing I needed to do was uh, was change that and find uh, ways to change the stories that I tell myself about myself. Uh, and that required me to change my daily routine uh, because uh, I truly believe that I can't change my life unless I change the things that I do daily. Um, the secret of my success is found in my daily routine. So today my daily routine includes uh, getting up really about 45 minutes earlier than I ever did, uh, getting on my knees, praying, and then rolling over on my bum, and meditating, and you know, and I call that talking to God and then shutting the hell up and listening because I know that I need to listen and uh, thankfully he uh, he speaks to me and I believe that I, I hear often uh, messages uh, about myself, about my family, about the people that I work with uh, and, and and about life in general and um, and then I go on with my life my, my day and I and I study uh, the scriptures and the, and the books that I believe my God has given us so that I can learn to love him more and understand him more because I think that loving somebody, something, even God, requires you to understand and know them. The more you know them, the more you love them. 
Um, so that's my step 11, and I do that every day. Um, but I, I try to be kind to, to myself. Um, you know, I, I, at the end of every day, I tell myself, uh, I love you. You know, Harvey, you did the best you could today. And even when uh, you didn't accomplish everything you had planned, you know, I love you anyway. And I think that's maybe me trying to hear what God really wants to tell me. Um, but I, uh, that's, that's what I hear. Uh, and so I tell myself every day. Um, I think, uh, I think it's really important. Uh, the, the, the self-esteem message is, uh, really the, the key to being able to get rid of the ego. I needed to smash that ego in step one. Um, and in order to do that, uh, I certainly needed personal work on my self-esteem and that involved trauma work. And I don't want to get into uh, stuff that isn't program related, but, I know that for me that was something that had to be, uh, it was a prerequisite um, for, for getting to where I am today. Um, and, and I'm no longer that victim. Um, I, uh, I don't want to be that person. Uh, I, uh, you know, I don't want to be the victim of my own stories. Um, I'm no longer defined by my mistakes. Uh, I'm defined by my God, and I know he loves me no matter what. Uh, and that was something I picked up in step two when I re recreated what was my God. And I don't think I created a new God. I don't think that's blasphemy. Uh, but I, I just know that my relationship to the God that I had up until I was 59 years old, uh, I like to think of him as uh, having been my, uh, my concierge in the Harvey Hotel that I lived in. And um, my expectations were that he would do or he was supposed to do whatever I wanted or not do whatever I didn't want. And, um, yeah, that, that wasn't really much of a relationship. Uh, I never shut the hell up and listened, that's for sure. Um, and I never really wanted to have a relationship. I really never thought I, I was worthy of one, so that, that could be where it started from. Um, you know, so I, I, uh, I, uh, I found in step two that, you know, that I could start to find uh, an unconditional love. Again, something that I had never experienced in my life. Um, and, uh, you know, and partly, and through step three, four, five, um, I learned that, <clears throat> yeah, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I, I, I was pretty, I wasn't a very nice person, uh, even though on the surface I definitely tried to be and show myself to be that person because I was a people pleaser. Um, but today I understand that my past is, uh, was a lesson. Uh, wasn't a, it wasn't a, a punishment. It was lessons to be learned. Um, you know, it's a necessary detour. It's not a dead end. Uh, and all of those things are helping me um, to, to be the best person I can be. Um, I, I try not to replay negative situations over and over again. I don't live in the past. Uh, some of you says one of the nice uh, analogies I've heard is uh, when, you do, when you drive your car, you know, if you only look in the rearview mirror, you're going to crash. That's for sure. Uh, you have to look forward and Every so often you check your rearview mirror because you definitely don't want to make the same mistakes you made. Um, you know, I can't remind myself all day of what I should have, could have, or would have been. Uh, I had to release that, and I did. And uh, it's, uh, it's helped me a great deal. Um, there's a serenity prayer, uh, a different version of the serenity prayer that I like to uh, also use every so often. Um, it says, God... Grant me the serenity to stop beating myself 
for not doing things perfectly, the courage to forgive myself because I'm working on doing better, and the wisdom to know that you love me just the way I am. Um, and that was, um, that is a, uh, that's a story. That, that, that is my new story. That, that is what I try to say um, from time to time, sometimes daily, depending where I'm at. Because um, uh, today I, I've learned that if I leave everything in God's hands, uh, I get to see God's hands in everything. Um, and today, when I meet people, um, <clears throat> I look at them in a very different way than I used to. In the, way, in the old days, of course, if they were male, uh, I'd look at them as prospective uh, sex uh, partners <laughs> or people I didn't want to be sex partners with. Um, today, I, I see everyone as, a, as an opportunity. Some of them will be lessons, some of them will be gifts, uh, but they're all going to be something. And uh, everyone here on this call uh, has been one of those, and from mostly gifts, I, I believe. Um, I'm very, very fortunate that, uh, that God is, is allowing me, has opened my eyes, because I think he's always been there. I, I know he's always been there. Um, I just couldn't see him. Uh, but today, ever more and more, um, my day is filled with with uh, with opportunities, with with the uh, with the ability to to see him uh, in the people that I interact with, uh, with the uh, especially family, and there's a still a lot of uh, of work to be done uh, with my wife, with my children. Uh, but I do see that uh, there's progress. Um, things are better. That I can focus better. That I am focusing better, and my children are starting to appreciate that. Uh, you know that I I believe that that for me anyway that my marriage is supposed to be sacred and something that's supposed to be forever and um, I do end up sometimes in a hopeless place which is really shitty I don't want to be there uh, when I don't feel that that uh, Sharon my wife is is really ready to move on and and try to see the new Harvey and the Harvey that's working so hard. Um, but uh, I'm patient. I'm trying to be patient. Impatience is the uh, probably the scourge of my of my uh, character defects that I'm still uh, desperately trying to uh, to get rid of. Uh, it's probably going to be my life's work. Um, so yeah, uh, impatience with myself, impatience with God, impatience with the people around me. Uh, it's still there, you know. And as much as I, uh, you know, and and I believe that at I think a lot of people make the mistake that they, they think that recovery means you're, you're turned into a saint uh, or you're supposed to have turned into a saint. And I think my wife is living that lie. Uh, so that, that makes it very hard uh, sometimes because uh, I, believe it or not, I'm not a saint. Uh, I'm working on it. It's progress. Uh, one day I may get close, uh, may get closer, I hope. I believe I will. Um, you know, and, but in the meantime, uh, you know, the other adage that I'm, I'm trying desperately to live in is that I pray that I always have eyes to see the best in the people, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, the bad and a soul that never, lose faith, never loses faith in God. And, um, and that's, that's what I'm trying to be. And, um, you know, so I actually meditate three times a day. Uh, that's part of my, my daily practice. Um, I do a 10 and 11 and 12 every night, uh, so I do go over my day, and uh, and I think about uh, all the people that I interacted with. Uh, was it a good interaction? Was it a bad interaction? Uh, is there something that I, uh, you know, an amends that I owe immediately? And um, if I have to talk it over with somebody, I have a, med a mentor that I, I speak to on a regular basis. 
because uh, I uh, I can't do this alone. I uh, I know that I'm still, even though I'm five and a half years pretty much sober, I know that I'm still short-sighted when it comes to uh, seeing uh, options, seeing different uh, different ways of looking at things, different options of of decision making. Um, you know, I'm learning as it says it says the big book to to pause and to live life rather than react to life. And uh, that's a gift. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's really, really a, a, a new world and a joyful world. And, and it's a world full of hope uh, where there wasn't any. Um, so I have a prayer that I want to finish with. I didn't want to make this too long. Um, my prayer is, uh, God, I want my giving to be meaningful. Tell me what and when you want me to give to help or just bless someone else. I want to give to others like you have given your love to me. And that's my prayer. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you for letting me share. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.